Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm a transformational leader and an instigator of joy. I use human design, professional coaching, and intuition to help people relax into their true essence so they can experience more ease, abundance, and joy. And let's all just take a breath right now so we can just get a taste of that true essence. <sighs> Welcome. Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Before we get into this week's episode, I have something I'm really excited about to share with you guys. I created two new masterclasses, one for manifesting generators and one all about emotional authority. So if you've got emotional authority, which means that, well, it's going to say in your chart, it's going to say authority, emotional, solar plexus. That's all you need to know, actually. But if you, if you have emotional authority, this class is for you. When I first started learning human design, everything I heard about having emotional authority and emotional waves was such a downer. It really, while human design was this bright, sparkly thing, giving me all this permission to be me and making me feel so seen, this emotional authority bit was like a big weight to drag behind me. Like it wasn't framed in a positive light at all. Well, I have done some digging learning mostly through personal experience and playing with my emotional wave and talking to friends of mine who have an emotional authority and digging into all the resources on human design. And I put together this masterclass for emotional authority. It's an audio recording and you can get it at kelseyabbott.com. And then for all the manifesting generators out there, let's not be lumped in with generators. Let's own the fact that we are, we're the only hybrid type. We're part manifester, part generator, but it's not like we have two equal halves. We are our own species. We are freaking unicorns. And I think it's so important for us to understand the amazingly unique way we are designed to dance with the energy of the universe. So you can get the manifesting generator masterclass also at kelseyabbott.com. The link is in the show notes for all of the masterclasses. There's also a four, six profile masterclass there. So when it comes to the manifesting generator masterclass, I highly recommend this for anyone who is a manifesting generator or lives with a manifesting generator, loves a manifesting generator, perhaps is parenting a manifesting generator, especially if you are maybe a projector or a reflector and you're just like, what the heck is this species that I now have living in my house? I know, I know I got so much insight this past year. My dad is a projector and I can see like how, how much it must've been when I came into his life. Just, we have big energy and it definitely is noticeable. So anyway, you can get the MG masterclass, the emotional authority masterclass, and the four, six masterclass all at kelseyabbott.com. The MG class and the emotional authority are audios. So you can download them and listen to them whenever you want. All right. Now that's out of the way. Let's get into this episode. Pete is back and we're talking about our personal experiences with informing. And then we had some fun playing with the chart for our wedding. And plus there's tons of other fun and ridiculous stuff in this episode. I hope you enjoy it. We enjoyed making it for you. I love you. You are amazing. You are a miracle. Go forth and be awesome. Peter McDougall. Back. I'm back. You're back. How yeah. are you today? I'm good. It's been a it's been an upsy downsy day for sure. It's been a very upsy downsy day. It so. has. It actually feels like the energy has been a, a little a lot wild the last few weeks. Yeah. No. No. Definitely an a lot energy kind of day. And I mean that's it's interesting. This is something that you had mentioned. You were going. We were. You know when you were talking about what we were going to cover in this um, podcast and this may be just turning everything upside down but 
you were talking about how quickly things can change. Yeah, you're, you're getting um, way ahead of me. I know, but I'm just saying, like, that's what it feels like today was mm. part of the changing quickly part of that arc where it can feel things are slow and you feel things are moving and then all of a sudden, click, everything's changed. So that's what I feel like today was. All right, we'll expand on that. Later, now you all have to keep on listening to find out. (laughs) Quite the teaser. So what are you excited about? In general? Lately? Um, I am... (laughs) Answer as you wish. (laughs) All of the above, none of the above. Um, I'm excited about learning stuff. I'm excited uh, about learning how to use new tools. Um, In particular, the stuff I'm doing for ReSmart, the mapping. the new software modeling stuff that we're doing. I'm, I'm very excited to, to be learning, to be unlocking new things. There's still tons of new stuff to learn, and that also excites me, knowing that there's a long road of new stuff to learn, because I like learning. Um, I like picking up new things. I like the sense of satisfaction of mastering one element and then being able to move on to the next element to master that. Um, and and that's, that's just kind of fun for me. That's fun for me. That's interesting because it kind of makes you sound like a generator. Because MGs, we don't tend to master things mm. per se. We get in and get what we need out of it. Like learn all the things we feel like learning and then move on. That's interesting because I think that's very much, I wouldn't say sloppy language, but what you just described is how I'm actually approaching it. Because this software can do so much stuff and I don't care about 85% of it, but I'm very excited to learn and figure out how to do the, the, the narrow tranche, the little slice of it that I need for what I need. And I'm like, great, got that. Oh, like, I don't care about the rest of it. Like, it's, it's, it's great, you know. 95% of it I don't care about, but the 5% I feel excited about mastering that part. Cool. What about you? What are you excited about? I'm excited. I have a brand new triathlon coach and I'm excited about that. I'm excited Mm. about the possibilities, this Mm -hmm. whole new way of doing things Mm -hmm. and learning again, similar to you, Mm -hmm. learning as I go. Yeah, but I'm excited. How long, how long were you working with your previous coach? Like six years, I think. Yeah. That was a rough breakup. Yeah, I'll bet. Because I absolutely love him. He's a great friend. He's been a huge part of my He's been one of my people for so long. And then it's time to move on. Yeah, that'll be a change after that much time. Yeah. All right. What do you... So you talked about learning this software program, but what are you learning like on a big level right now? What is the universe teaching you? I think the universe is teaching me... Uh, another round of letting go of clinging to outcomes and clinging to what I think is going to happen. Um, I know that's something that I worked on and have been working on a lot, and I understand like that's kind of the human nature, so we're constantly working on that. Um, but I feel very much like recently parts of me have kind of felt like oh yeah no I don't uh, I don't anchor to outcomes at all and yet I find sneaking in the back door of my thinking expectations for how things are going to play out and it's it's different than what it used to be it's not it's not a oh I'm pretty confident and we can plan on this it's like no 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 let go of let go of expectations let go of all this kind of stuff and yet you can i can feel some expectations still coloring the way things are going to unfold or how i think they're going to unfold um and so i'm i'm feeling very much that that's still uh, a learning arc that i'm on is is letting go of expectations letting go of of believing that i know how things will play out or that there is a way that things should play out and just being open to the uncertainty and open to having, I guess, faith that things will play out in a way that are, that is timed right and that is the way it's supposed to play out. Um, doesn't I'm not abdicating responsibility for how things go, and I'm not just kind of sitting back and watching everything unfold. Um, but I do feel like, despite 
progress that I felt I had made on letting go of expectations. You know, I guess you, you strip away one layer and then you find below that there's another little layer. And so I'm sure once I've cleaned that out, then there's going to be just, you know, another increasingly more subtle and nuanced ways that our expectations color how we think about now and how we think about the future and, and all that kind of stuff. So what do you think it's going to look like when you finally have let go of expectations and how you think things should be? Well, it's less stressy. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like, but it, it will feel in my mind less stressy, more open, probably a lot happier mm-hmm. because I mean, I think we've talked about so much how frustration um, and disappointment and a lot of that is tied up when things that are not in your control play out in a way that you were not expecting them to, whether or not that's people and relationships or events or climatological, like tomorrow being rainy instead of sunny you know, what, what have you, all of those things lead to that stress and that frustration and that anger and all, all of those negative emotions and negative energies, negative feelings. Um, and so, you know, it's a, it's a really simple but hard to accomplish path of just letting go of all that. If you just let it, if you just accept that it is um, and work on the stuff that you can control, then I imagine that's going to be a much happier place to be in it's funny you're talking about this right now because one of the things beyond climatological beyond relationships another thing that is totally outside of one's control is when you experience an, op- an emotional wave mm, and yesterday mm-hmm. i got i was amused with myself because i did get angry that i was in an emotional wave mm-hmm. and i was just like no this is not not a good time <laughs> And so I feel like humor is a big part mm. of letting go, being mm-hmm. able to laugh at the, at the humanness. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm curious, actually, at the relationship between the word human and the word humor. Interesting. I mean, humors uh, are some old-timey thing for the stuff in our bodies. So That's what I'm, all I remember about I- it, too. <laughs> Some old timey thing. I believe I had mono when I took my philosophy class in college, so I'm not responsible for any retaining any material. Yeah, and I don't think. Oh, in your you said your philosophy class. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm like I thought you said biology, and I was like, no, I don't (laughs) think they were still teaching humors when you were in biology. No, it was not covered then. Humors and leeches 101. (laughs) So uh, flip over that question that you just asked me to you. Because I don't remember the specific word. <laughs> what am I? What's the universe teaching me? Yes. Right what now? is the universe teaching you? And I feel like it's. I'm seeing. I'm seeing the magic. I'm seeing the way things work for me, and the when I'm in alignment and dancing with energy, and I see that the universe really, truly does bring me the perfect thing, at the perfect time. And if it's not the perfect thing, it's not the perfect time. And if it's not the perfect time, it's not the perfect thing. And I saw this recently in in my new bras. So <laughs> stay with me. <laughs> uh, so I have had these three bras that I absolutely love. They're my favorite bras from Athleta. And Athleta stopped making them. And so I've been like, ever since I learned that they were discontinued, I've been like, oh my God, what am I going to do when these bras wear out? And it's like you're, pre, you're, you're, you're pre-fretting over a future crisis that is yet it's, to... it's like, oh my God, we've got only one package of toilet paper left. So I have to start searching because we're going to end up in a crisis. Yeah. It's, but it's... Not a crisis a, now. No, it's, it's not a crisis now. And so I did start... I've been feeling this now I see it as crown pressure to find bras that are comfortable and don't hurt my shoulders for like probably a year and eventually I bought some they are all fairly horrible and then and then last week I think it was last week or two weeks ago 
my friend, I was talking to my friend Meg Haynes and she mentioned her bra and I was like, oh, tell me about it. Like, where can I find it? That tell me about it was like, no, literally tell me about it. Not like uh, complaining about it. <laughs> and she sent me the link to the bra she had. And that led me on a, like that one wasn't for me, but it led me on like a maybe 30 minute Google search. The whole thing felt super easy and fun and flowy. And I found myself to this list of like, who knew, like best bras of 2021. <laughs> and these neon sports bras with adjustable straps, exactly what I was looking for. They're not sports bras, they're Razorback bras that I could get from Amazon and have the next day. And they were, it was a pack of four for not very much money. And I was like, yes, this is ease. This It brings me so much joy to put on a neon bra every day. I, I told you this story was ridiculous. But the thing is, like, when, when I was ready, when it was time, it was so easy. Mm-hmm. And all those times before when I had clicked to, like, check out to buy those bras that didn't end up being very good, it was kind of struggling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I see now so many examples of things just like, like me not trying to figure things out because I have, I have learned that that is not for me, but me like kind of wondering when something's going to happen and maybe feeling like I had to do something to make it happen Mm -hmm. and nothing, 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 nothing. And then boom, like all of a sudden it's like someone turned the tap on Mm -hmm. and like, I just am like seeing, oh, I am so not in charge of the timing. And you know what I love? I love delightful surprises. Mm-hmm. So this is amazing. Yeah. Like I don't have to do anything. Like I get to be me. I get to live my life. And I get to receive, which is its own practice, when the, the universe says, okay, you're ready. It's just, it feels like this whole new openness to magic Mm -hmm. which loops into what i was saying at the start which is things can change quickly like it can take forever i mean this this process on and off has been a year and voila 30 seconds later 30 seconds 30 seconds later after a conversation with meg you're on a new path that takes 30 minutes and boom you have it like that is not and i think I mean, I think that extends to so many different things, whether or not it's your, you know, you're looking for a job and, and, you know, you're, you're just putting out resume after resume and you're looking for, you know, you're, you're refreshing your email, waiting for that response to come in. And it feels like it's never going to happen. That all, it literally is instantaneously that an email, when it finally drops in, changes everything. Well, I think of it in terms of our, and we've shared this on the podcast before that we feel like we're moving soon whatever Mm -hmm. soon means Uh, but we have no idea where and it feels like like really it's it's gonna happen so fast and i think other people are really uncomfortable with the way we're moving through it (laughs) (laughs) but i don't care and we're gonna get into that in a little bit but um it really just, we're going to know where we're supposed to move, when we're supposed to move. And I feel like we might learn the day before. And it might be, I mean, when we built this house, I remember talking to the realtor and he was like, okay, when are you, when would you like to buy a house? And I said, today. And he was like, um, how about tomorrow? I was like, okay, tomorrow works too. And I think it was the day after that, that we actually yeah, did. I think that, but yeah. things happen fast. Yeah. And I feel like right now things are happening faster. I think I think he he didn't believe you <laughs> until that next day when we were walking around and we went to see maybe eight houses that he had sent us because that night he sent us a list we we gave him a short list he xed out a couple of them and then we were going to go see eight and then the third day of communicating with our realtor was when we saw this one and and you know made the offer but that second day when we went driving around, it was um, it was you and me and Makai in a car, and then we were there's this like we had to we couldn't bring Makai into these houses, and so one of us had to stay out, and it alternated between you and me, and you'd basically take a step in and be like, mm, nope, and they'd be like, okay, I'll go take Makai, you go in, 
and I think he was like, is this, like, what is, what is going on? And then we'd get to the end of the day, and he was, he'd say, okay, well, Peter, what were your top ones? And Kelsey, what were your top ones? And like, boom, we were on the same page. And I think he was really, really nervous <laughs> that you were just gonna be like, I didn't like any of them. And I, like, <laughs> I liked all of them. Because you were just like, 15 seconds, you were like, and nope, this one doesn't work. Okay, I'll take Makai. Pete, you could take a look. Yeah, well, I just needed to feel the energy. Yeah. yeah and then we walked in like, uh, yep, this one works. And he's like, wait, what? Seriously? Yeah, no, this works. Peter? Uh, yeah, no, I think it works. It takes me longer. We usually, I don't think we ever disagreed on a house, but I have to ajna and think my way through. And Pete's a triple split. Yeah, it takes me some time, people. Yes. I, can't, I mean, this was record-breaking time for Peter Marie Shugel. Yeah, I was motivated. Yes. Okay, so one of the things that we have been learning together as a couple is informing. Mm. So we're both manifesting generators, and informing is part of our strategy. And it's also part of the strategy for manifestors. And it doesn't come naturally to us, like any manifestors or manifesting generators. We So it's a practice, and it is a... Again, like trip, trip over your big puppy paws kind of practice. And again, for everyone. So we are learning this together, learning what it means to inform. And this is like informing means telling someone what you're going to do mm-hmm. before you do it. And, and we, so people who informing is their strategy we need to inform and we need to be informed. And yes. that helps the energy m- move more smoothly. And we, we literally have been grade six science testing this in the last couple of days, not on purpose, but just seeing cause and effect play out in terms of when we inform, it's like, wow, that was an easy you know, situation diffused. When we don't inform, it's like, oh, and we're irritated, okay. <laughs> got it informing equals ease not informing leads to irritation huh time and time again so yeah and i used to just share about informing i would share that when we make salads we were we're, we cook dinner together and we have a tendency to or we had a tendency to both start different parts of the salad and so we would end up getting for the two of us we'd get out four bowls like i would start one part of the salad in two bowls and pete would start one part of the salad in two other bowls so now we inform and say getting bowls out for the person who gets the bowls out first and it's so smooth i used to think oh yeah so we're we're good at informing yeah but (laughs) this past weekend we learned no we need to inform on everything. Like mm-hmm. manifestors and MGs, we have a habit of like just walking away. <laughs> yeah, and so we've this part we've known. So ever since Maine, where mm-hmm. I would just like, oh, I'm gonna go clear some brush or right without th- actually without, saying without, that. No, that's what I'm saying. Like go. I'll go work outside, do some work outside because I just want to clear my head or just do whatever. Like unplanned, not long whole day projects, but like. You just suddenly look up and I'd be gone. Right. And in that house, we there was a whole yeah. side of the house that we had no windows. Exactly. So I would literally be like, where? I mean, I don't need him right now, but where did he go? I have no idea where my husband yeah. is. He could be trapped underneath a log and I won't find him. <laughs> yeah. um, and so we had talked about that, which made sense to me from a practical safety point, safety standpoint, or if you did need me, or if you suddenly got a call to go. So like, it's just... You know, if you're going outside to do something, it's generally a good thing to tell your spouse what you're and doing. And this is interesting because this is pre-human design. So exactly. we were able to rationalize so, it. Exactly. For safety reasons, I need you it to please tell me. It made sense to me, but it was in a very narrow tranche. Like it was that kind of situation, that kind of scenario where it's not First easy. two times the word tranche has been used <laughs> on the Find Your Awesome podcast today. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's my word of the day. Um... But yeah, like it's, it's, I understood it from, okay, if I'm going to just go wander outside and you don't know where I am and it's hard for you to find me, I'll tell you, makes perfect sense to me. Not realizing that was just the corner or the tip of a much larger iceberg of informing. And so what Kelsey was talking about, like when Kelsey says everything, I mean, let's be honest, 
not everything. There are things that we don't necessarily need to communicate. I'm not telling you when I go to the bathroom every single time. But most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's usually when we're doing something like cooking and I just wander out of the room. Like I'll tell you as in so that you know I'm going to come back. Um, but, But what we ran into was not even just informing about what we're doing like we're taking out bowls now like we're also not um live streaming our lives to each other which is what it might sound like when we get to the level of taking out bowls putting forks in bowls (laughs) ripping up the kale putting rinsing kale like i mean no you guys get the idea but one of the things that i found was greatly outside of the box of what you might consider typically informing is is the moment you have this sense of how the day is going to go or a vision for how the day is going to go or the vision for how tomorrow is going to go, like share that. Because that is a story that you have created in your head and you are going to start making decisions based on that story. And no matter who you are, I imagine no matter who you are, what the, the human design within the people who need to be informing and who appreciate informing, like personally, I don't like being interrupted. Now that's my... That's a 2 That's a 2-4 thing. thing. And, and it's not just interrupted like being talked over, but like interrupted if I'm in the middle of something and someone unexpectedly asks me to do things, it's like, mm, I have to stop what I'm doing now and I don't like doing that. Um, I'm working on it. But, but we had the event, like we had recording this podcast was something that we both said was going to happen this weekend. And then Kelsey in the afternoon on Saturday was like, so when I finished lunch, she wanted to record the podcast. And I was like, I, no, I don't want to. And because in my mind, I had this list of things that was going to be done Saturday. I hadn't shared that list with Kelsey. And then Kelsey was just like, I didn't know this thing. I was, I, I pictured doing the podcast in the afternoon after lunch because this is the perfect time to do it. Got a long ride on Sunday and I'm often tired after the long ride. So I want to be sparkly energy and that's Saturday afternoon. And so, you know, so we had both, had these stories about how the day was going to unfold and hadn't informed each other. And so then it led to friction and actually ironically led to the emotional wave that then Kelsey was in on Sunday. Which then prevented us from recording, from on, recording Sunday, yes, on Sunday, which made me frustrated that the universe <laughs> sent me an emotional wave to make sure I didn't record yesterday. <laughs> but even, even informing about that kind of stuff, the internal you know, expectations of the internal schedule, like that's the level of informing that caught me by surprise just this weekend, but makes so much sense because so much of times where we've been frustrated with each other around these kinds of things, it's because there's been a story in generally in our, our both of our heads that we haven't shared about how the schedule or, or the day is going to unfold. And we, we do it we do it around the big things like when are we going to leave to go see your parents or when are we going when do we have to leave to go to the airport to catch that like those big things yeah we talk about all the time but but in terms of how the day unfolds um just in that kind of a sharing what's in our heads informing what's in our heads i think was a new revelation and informing is generally we need to do it we being all mgs and manifestors need to do it we need to inform the people whose energy is going to be impacted. So I don't need to tell my entire podcast audience, okay, I'm going to go make breakfast now. That's not going to impact you guys. But I need to tell Pete, I'm going to make breakfast now. Because he's in the same space as me. Unless I'm sleeping. You don't have to come. No, I don't need to go wake you up. Hey, hey, hey. I can have breakfast now. <laughs> you can go back to sleep. <laughs> but what we've learned, we both, I mean... We both work from home. Mm-hmm. We are together apart all day. And so we've learned we need to have these little like throughout the day, just like check in. Okay, what's your vision for the rest of the day? Like what what are you doing? What are you doing today? What are you doing? And we used to check in. You had shared over the weekend. <laughs> you have taken to the last few years. You asked me, what do you get to do tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And I often tell you the big things, Mm -hmm. but some of it kind of stresses me out. Mm -hmm. And that was an attempt, I think, to get 
informing and pete also can he looks at my schedule all the time i can't i suppose you have your google calendar on mine that only has something so i know when you've got podcasts recorded or or clients and stuff like that but yeah and and this is it like i i was asking because i think i'd at least picked up at some level how i had a story because i like scheduling things you don't like scheduling things and so i was asking because then i think the habit was around um your training schedule that's i think where it started because i'd run with you and i i I run with you and i like to know is the run going to be first thing in the morning is it going to be mid-morning because i've got like what i work on when i call when i set up calls kind of relates is it after a, a bike ride so but me and we had the conversation about it me asking when are you going to run tomorrow is like huge crown pressure timing schedule i have to pick a time what if it doesn't work if i'm late then he's gonna make a decision he's gonna be sitting there by the door and he's gonna, like it was a huge <laughs> and we very quickly learned that that was not a good way for me to gather this information like it just did not was not good and so me asking what do you get to do because the thing i don't see is i don't see your schedule your schedule has been fairly consistent over the last couple of months and so like we you 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 run and bike and what you do within those workouts tends to be different but we typically run on tuesday and saturday and thursday um but yeah it, it was this kind of I think it was a germ of an idea. It was specifically targeted at trying to figure out, and it was a way that was kind of like a safe, we'd agreed that it was a safe way, non-verbally, we'd agreed that it was a safe way for me to get a sense of what your workout schedule the next day was gonna be. But it also became, it's an opening for this kind of informing about how do you think the day is gonna go? You know, I'm curious, like the way we're talking about it right now, it certainly eases the energy flow between us. But I'm curious, this is our like strategy for interacting with the universe. Mm-hmm. I wonder I wonder what's going to happen on a broader scheme when we just get used to informing mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I'm open to delightful surprises. Open to delightful surprises. But that's that that to me was um, like, I mean, it's it's helped uh, defray tension over discussing schedules for mapping trips. Like, just because what would happen is I'd mention it once. You'd be like, is it happening tomorrow? Because there's there's informing too soon, which was something that we've talked about. I don't know if it's on this podcast, but like my mind can hold in a lot of possibilities. And so when I think about like, ooh, I may redo the closet. I'm going to I'm going to renovate the closet and, you know, build us a nice closet. Like I started talking about that a year and a half before I ended up doing it. And I'm bringing ideas to you and you're like, is this happening this weekend? Because I can't I can't store all of these iterations and versions. Like I have nowhere to put it. So, let me know when I need to weigh in. And so that translated into things like the mapping trips, which are hugely energetically impacting on you because I'm gone for 2 weeks or and and so then I mentioned it early on that like, oh, we're thinking about something like that. You're like, okay, thanks. And then the next conversation would be like, so I've got my flights for the 12th. And you're like, WTF McDougal. Yeah. What the hell? It's not like I'd say no, but completely skipped the informing stage. So I think this is also helping th- with that too. Like it, it helps really across the board. Yeah. Which actually is a great bridge into the other thing we wanted to talk about yes we just for fun decided to pull up the chart for our wedding so we just took the you know our wedding date and turns out our marriage is a three five manifester which makes so (laughs) much sense um you know manifestors are not designed to seek anyone's opinions or permissions before they do anything. And that is definitely how we are together. Mm-hmm. We never seek anyone else's opinion. Like, Mm-mm. hey, friends and family, we're, we just bought a camper and we're going to go traveling like yeah, for the next three months. We don't solicit uh, opinions and we do shit that other people have opinions about. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There's a lot... 
there's a lot of opportunity for how you really thought this through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you really think this is a good idea? Yeah. And we're like, I don't care. We're going to do it. Don't care at all. Yeah. Um, Fixie don't care. No, Fixie don't care. I, we're also, we have the right angle across of the vessel of love, which it's the, we bring that energy of the love of life. You are into your body and everything that affects it. You're into experiencing this earthly existence and doing it in a loving way. You're here to be love, and the key for you is that it has a sensuousness to it. You're here to show others how to love being alive. I feel like I feel like that's what we do for our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. When we are walking and running and I'm biking through it, I really feel like we are spreading the joy of being alive. I feel like we do it when we walk through the state park. Mm-hmm. People like we, we have great interactions with people and people are like oh it's you guys and i'm like i don't know who you are yeah <laughs> hi yeah no i i mean and i think this to back up a little bit i think this started because you had told me that there's one school of thought out there that suggests that towns and cities when they get founded have an energy about them that is, you know, in some ways based on human design. And I mean, you can get as well. Well, it was as, astrology. Oh, it was astrology. Of course, you could, anything you pull an astrology chart right. for, you can also put, pull a human design chart. And so that was like, well, if a town, I think we were walking in Oscar Sheer, I was like, well, if a town has energy based on when it was, you know, chartered or whatever, would that be for a marriage? And you were like, well, let's go find out. And so we did. And it's really... I think it's it's really interesting. And as far as towns go, just so you know, the only one I successfully looked up was Sarasota, and it's Taurus, uh, which means it has a lot of like materialistic values, which feels right. It feels right, and it, it feels all um, of the all of the farming fields that are currently being paved over would absolutely endorse that Taurus yes, energy. Yes. So, and I certainly feel like we learn through personal experience. Oh my gosh. There's no, again, like no one's telling us, oh, you don't want to do this. Or even. Every time we try and book learn something, it doesn't work out for us. I even remember our financial advisor giving us a piece of advice and we both like bristled. (laughs) You're just like, like, no. No. Well, thanks. We won't be doing it that way. (laughs) Thanks anyways. I appreciate the effort. (laughs) Um, Yeah. What else about our chart? I'm really intrigued. We have, I don't think I've ever seen this before. We have three wide open centers, like no gates at all in our root, sacral, or ego, which of course means we don't know when enough is enough. <laughs> oh, our mini moon. Oh my goodness, <laughs> So shortly, like a couple weeks after we got married, we went kayaking across Penobscot Bay in Maine. Which, for those of you who don't recognize, is about seven miles from the end of the bay all the way out to, to the Vinyl Haven Islands that are out in the middle of the bay. And, and so it's three and a half miles of sheltered, like you're sheltered by this massive bluff on the south side, and then three and a half miles of what is essentially open ocean yeah it's definitely like a shipping channel yeah it's a shit like it's a shipping channel it is which is why kayaks are called what like uh, death death coffins or or, or, or water coffins i think was something what the, like that yeah one of the fishermen was like oh you did that in water coffins did you i'm like why do you <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah we did this thing of course we didn't ask anyone's opinion we, got, we survived yeah we well we're here we clearly yeah. survived it was when the lobstermen were pulling in their pots and going in because it and it turned out to be a sm- small craft warning. Yeah, and we and were in fact in small crafts, and we weren't in a double kayak. That no, we, that's not our style. No, we were in two separate kayaks, and I remember sometimes the waves were so big we, we couldn't, couldn't actually see, see each other. other. Yeah, you know this was not. Um, there's it, a whole lot to unpack from this story, <laughs> but yes, the, the like you know not knowing when enough's enough that could I that mean, could qualify. At the end, we had a blast. We had some amazing experiences. We learned a lot about each other. And we learned a lot about just life and amazing humans. And uh, it's the amazing human is just the window salesman who let us put his our kayaks in his truck so we could take the ferry back. We couldn't 
have our kayaks loose on the ferry. Like we could not go back. Like we were not going to recross this. That would just be dumb because it was still windy. But, and though there's a ferry. And so we paddle all the way over to the ferry, but the ferry would not allow us to put our kayaks just loose on the ferry. Even though, like, I don't know what, like we were going to hold them down. No. And so a guy just had the delivery in a little, one of those, um, you know, roll up back trucks. He just delivered a whole bunch of windows to someone on the island who was taking the ferry back. He's like, you can put the kayaks in our, in my truck. Which had like city me being like, oh, he's going to steal them. <laughs> and I was like, one of us going to have to ride in the truck to make sure. And then you, he drove you and the kayaks to the car. Or I, I stayed with the kayaks and he drove you to the car. Because we'd parked the car all the way down and the other. And then you came back with the car. And I was just like, what a nice man. And what horrible, horrible thoughts I had that I was sure he was going to steal our kayaks and then steal Kelsey and do all these horrible things. Because who just is genuinely nice like that? Mainers. Mainers. Yes. Yep. So um, that's us not knowing when enough is enough. Yep. We, we absolutely know who we are. Yep. And, you know, there are some things that I think it's interesting that they're gifts that we have like one of our biggest gifts together just when we combine our charts is the gift of storytelling mm -hmm. and that's what our marriage has too mm -hmm. and cool. and i i do want to make this side note so usually when i do partner readings i take people's individual charts and read them together and there's this like one school of human designing that says that there's all these like rhymes for the best charts to have with a partner. I think it's complete BS. I know it's like eight and one will have some fun. So that's supposed to be like a really good one. Meaning when your two charts are together, you have eight defined centers and one open center or undefined center. And I know nine and zero is not, not supposed to be good. And yet that's what we have when mm -hmm. we are together, all nine of our centers are op or defined um but You're when invincible yeah that's what i take from it <laughs> that's what i take from it too um yeah so we have like double triple all the storytelling gates together well it's a good thing we're doing a podcast together right now it's a good, tell it's a good yeah. thing we're telling stories yep yep we and we are intuitive together we get inspiration from inside our, our marriage which i think is true mm -hmm. well i mean you just you, you look at what like the the middle or yeah the middle part of this conversation about like the informing and how like th this these are things that married people married or unmarried these are things that partners have to deal with like how do you how do you do that dance around the other person that is energetically impacted by pretty much everything that you do? Um, and it's, it's a dance that you, if you're lucky, you get to work on for decades and decades. I mean, that, that never stops. And so what we are doing is we are figuring stuff out from it, figuring it out for ourselves and then telling stories about it. Yeah. Which is basically what Which is literally what three is times in our yeah. in our little marriage chart. Yeah. Including helping people feel emotions through telling our stories. Mm -hmm. So, are you guys feeling emotions when you hear our stories? Are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> um and you know what we don't have we do not have your son personality gate when we are together. So our togetherness is not about spotting and explaining the facts. It is, <laughs> however, does have my son personality gate, which is about knowing the future for other people, mm -hmm. which is a gate you also have. And I think that's because somewhere along the line, your your soul, when it was laying all this out, was like, no, I'm vetoing that. Yeah. No, I am not participating, abetting, or enabling in any way the spotting or explaining of the facts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I so much appreciate. I so much appreciate the growth that you've demonstrated in the last year. Acknowledging when you're like, I don't need so much details, and yet I know that's what you're here <laughs> for. 
So we just accept the fact that I will be spotting and explaining the facts and providing the details. And we also accept the fact that you don't need to pay attention to the details. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it all works. Another thing that we have is the gift of creating, creating newness. Hmm. Interesting. And creating as a form of self-expression. And I have this gift on my own. Um, but I think we do that. I mm-hmm. think, like, if you think about the headboards we make mm-hmm. and just do, like, little The ideas that comes together. up with stuff like that. Yeah. No, it absolutely is an interesting... Cool. I, I mean, I'm glad I, like, I have no idea. I'm glad we looked at it. I'm not, I'm not necessarily convinced that it gives us a roadmap to completely understand everything. No, I really feel like this is more on the party trick side of human design. This is like, oh, look, this is fun. Whereas in reading an individual chart and partner charts, that's a, this is how you can understand yourself, understand each other, and come back into alignment so you can experience ease, joy, and abundance. Yeah, it's giving you permission to be you. Yeah. And this is just like... Oh, look at that. Yeah, it's just fun. Because it's cherry-picking the things that like... Oh, yeah, that that made sense for that, and that made sense for that. Um, but it is interesting. Yeah, I'm not so so sure that when we're together, we slay chaos. But it is... I'm just looking at the chart. It's, um, it is single split. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. I mean, certainly... I don't feel my natural triple split when we're making decisions related like to marriage and stuff like that. It didn't take me very long to kind of basically ask you out. So. And that was before our marriage had even been birthed. Yep. I don't know. Maybe time doesn't make maybe we're looking to it's it's true that time doesn't mean anything. Do you want to share that little tidbit that you shared? Were telling oh, me the other day? Yeah, I'm going to butcher it completely, so please, <laughs> no one hold me to the specifics, but I was having a conversation with my brother about the double split, um, double slit experiment where they shine, um, they, they shine a photon. So this is a, a quantum uh, physics yeah, it's experiment. A, it's a, yeah, physics experiment, and it's been a long time, and quantum physics is starting to be able to explain it, but you shine a beam of light of a single photon at... An obstruction that has two slits in it and it creates a pattern of slits on the back wall showing the probability of how the photon would have passed through either one of the two splits one of the cool things is when you observe the photon and the pattern it 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 kind of like snaps it into focus and it shows that the photon actually has gone through one or the other slit which would make sense if you're sending one thing you can't go through both slits it has to go through one or the other. And so until you've observed it, it can go through either one. And then once you've observed it, it goes. It has gone through one or the other. If you put the observation in front of the photon passing through the slit, it, it does the same thing. It, it chooses one. So that makes sense. You observe it as it's going through the slit. It knows it's being observed, and it go, chooses a slit. If you put the observation after the fact, it resolves the pattern so it goes through one slit. So it's like the photon knows that it's going to be observed and so that it, it, it chooses a slit and only shows one path. So the impact of the observer in some ways is almost independent of time or at least our understanding of time. So the fact that you're going to observe it in the future collapses the probability and makes it go through one slit or the other. In other words, time, time has no matter. meaning. Yeah. <laughs> Which Kelsey just like, the cool thing you're saying, she just really literally just wanted me to say, there was an experiment where they showed time has no meaning. That was all she really wanted me to say. Well, I love you very much. And, <laughs> and I, I think it's a part of our lessons together that I have an open ajna and your details sometimes exhaust me. Yep. And you have a desperate need to share all the details. And yep. that is alignment for you. Lessons. We're always learning. Always learning. Is there anything else you want to share here? No, I don't think so. I think that um, that covered the major stuff. Let's just close with gratitude. Right. What's one thing you're grateful for? I am grateful for the existence of puppies in this world. 
truly, there is only good things that come from that. Hmm. Only good things. What are you grateful for? So many things are coming up right now. I got a little overwhelmed. Um, oh, I can't do just one thing. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for puppies. I'm grateful for juggling. I'm grateful for just the unfolding of life. I'm grateful for all the amazing people in my life and all the animals that talk to me on on a regular basis. That's a good long answer. <laughs> Lots of details. Lots of details. Thank you for doing this with me. You're very welcome. I love it. I love it. And I love you. I love you too. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please share it with your friends. And if you are inspired to do so, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a five-star rating and a glowing review. And if you want to work with me in any capacity, human design-wise, coaching-wise, or choose your own adventure, my absolute favorite, let's make something for you. You can go learn all you can learn at KelseyAvitt.com, but then send me an email. Kelsey at KelseyAvitt.com. And let's create something just for you. I love you. You're amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking the time out from your busy life. Thank you for fueling your own growth and transformation. Thank you for being the light. I love you. Go forth and be awesome.